These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. And welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast happy hour as we started last week. Hope you kids are all doing okay in your homes and your, it's a very sunny it's not going to be sunny in San Francisco. 84% chance of rain tomorrow uh, for for the game. Tomorrow being whenever you're listening to this. So don't watch the game until tomorrow. And then you'll never see it. And maybe the, the Seahawks will start off 1-1 one and one or 2-0. and oh. Anyway, I'm Lee. With me, as always, is the star of the show, Candyman. No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. Candyman. Candyman. Oh, I'll, two more times. We're in trouble. Todd is, Todd is with me. Todd, how are you? Are you are you watching Candyman currently? I actually I watched Candyman uh, three nights ago. I did not say it because I was afraid. <laughs> we watched two horror films last night. Like they were kind of like sci-fi. Well, I guess we're in the middle of one. One's called The Forest, which is probably based on a Japanese. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Uh, not yeah. and that that sounded kind of smarmy. I don't I don't mean that. I mean it's based in Japan. I'm sure. Just like The Ring, you know, we, we base things on. <laughs> The death, the death Force thing, yeah. Yeah. And then the other one, I can't even remember the name of. Neither one of them were very good, but they were also like, eh, okay, whatever. It's, I saw Barbarian uh, two nights ago, and it was actually quite good at the theaters. This is, this is no oh. longer the Seahawks show, so we're just going to talk about horror movies. Well, no, I mean, yeah, we're talking about horror movies because that's clearly how Russell Wilson must have seen the game going late on Monday when he saw his team near the goal line of Seattle and fumble twice. I, um, I, I love the fact I, there's so much to, to, to love about this. Cause you know, I wrote an article about it, whatever, but I, there were things that I didn't even put in that he could have. So it's, you know, the whole thing about Russell, not, not feeling validated because they didn't pump up his chances for an MVP. That's come out recently, which is <laughs> reportedly. That's what he said to me, put it that way. But, which again is very self-serving, right? I mean, nobody right. who that's an MVP is a singular individual right. award, not a team award. Conveniently, forgetting the fact of the Seahawks, the 12's biggest nightmare is when the Super Bowl was on the line. Who did the coaches trust? They trusted Russell Wilson to make the play. 
It's like he doesn't seem to bring that up when he talks about, well, I should be the man rolling the offense. <laughs> Dude, you were in the biggest moment, well, second biggest moment because they had already demolished the Broncos before. But, you know, it's ironic that now he's with a new team, but they. Yeah. No, I, I know where you're going. Is this what you're referring to as, as Nathaniel? You broke up just a little bit, but is this what you're referring to when Nathaniel Hackett post game said, we didn't want to give the ball to Russ because we saw what he did at the goal line at the Super Bowl. So they decided, <laughs> is that, I'm making that up, obviously, but, but and, and, and we, I, we, we don't it? mean, yeah, well, well, but so we don't, well, well, that was great. Great podcast. What the hell is Lee talking about? So, um, Leak has no clear thoughts. <laughs> if you're just tuning in for the first time to this podcast, that's been the same thing for the last 13 years. Yeah, seriously. No, but it's it's um, <laughs> but it's like it, it is, and it is. It's 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 strange because we we don't dislike Russell Wilson. No. It's and they've said the same thing on Seattle Sports Radio this whole week. It's like, oh, we don't hate Russell Wilson. It's it goes back to that whole thing, generally speaking, in public, where it's like, oh, if you like something, you must dislike this other thing. It's like, no, 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 no. You can like something and still be indifferent even to something else. But Russell Wilson was the best quarterback in Seahawks history, and he will continue to be so for the next whenever. Probably. But Sadly. at the same time, same time, he is a little self-serving, and it was. Yeah. It was weird. It was weird that I, I, it wasn't even Russell Wilson. It, the whole, as Peyton Manning said, if you watch any of that podcast or uh, telecast Manning that they're doing, yeah, Manning cast that they're doing during the game, and he's—I don't know if you've seen any of it—but he keeps saying, "Call a timeout, call a timeout." Yeah. It's like, why are you not? You, they, yeah, they got down to twenty seconds, and then it was like, well, I don't really trust Russ to do the fourth and fourth and five throw when they should have it didn't still didn't make any sense i think when in our text chain and when you and i were texting during the game it was one of those things where we're like wait are they really doing this and then the seahawks called a timeout and i was thinking don't call a timeout because they'll rethink it and then go for it and they'll probably pick it up because why wouldn't they because they picked up everything in the second half but it, it was it was just weird that they wasted all that time right um, at least 57 seconds on the clock as yeah. they're walking up after after when they know they're facing fourth and six, there's so much to unpack about this. Uh, for one thing, Russell Wilson a couple days later said that they had a play called, which was not a kick. Uh, then Hackett says, "Yeah, looking back, I should have." It's like looking back. Like, <laughs> Don't ever say that if you're a coach. Don't admit in that big no of a mistake. Kidding. No kidding. I mean, the article I wrote about it, and I'm not trying to pump up the article, but everything I put in there is. It's on NFL.com. It's not even a paid subscription. I'm pretty sure if I had access to the information, the coach of the Broncos should freaking know it too. Like Russell Wilson, in that he has the best pass rating of any down and distance situation in his career. On that specific situation, fourth and four to six yards to go, his pass rating is like 143. It's just phenomenally ridiculous. 70% of the time, he picks up the first down. And instead, instead of paying, trusting your $230 million man, you give it to a kicker. Yeah, the guy's a good kicker, but he's only made a kick over 60 yards once. Right, he's one of eight now, right, I think. What, a, what an Like idiot. everybody, every other 
great kicker. If you're a regular human, you make that zero out of forever. Yeah, let me let human me great kickers don't make that. Let me. I'm not going to give the game to a guy who's done this 20 times in his career. I'm going to give it to a guy who, and he didn't hit a 64 yarder either, so he's never done that. Like, what kind of a boneheaded, stupid decision is that? That kicker, McManus, if they had gotten the first down, he's 87% successful from that range. So it's like, and like I said, I know this. Anybody on the planet could have looked this up before the game thinking, oh, we're in this situation. Why didn't the coaching staff, so either the coaching staff, the Broncos are incompetent and don't understand how to use statistics, or they're incredibly stupid and knew it and did it anyway. Yeah, here, here's, here's my theory on that though he, he's a new head coach and that crowd the 12s the 12s won the game that's who won the game in the second half yes, period they did. um and and but the, he he must have been so affected so even shelby harris i don't know if you heard shelby harris's comments later after the game um one when the Broncos had the ball most of the game, but especially in the second half near yeah. the goal line and at the very end, he said he said after the game, he was like, I have never heard a stadium that loud in my life. He said, I couldn't even hear the man next to me. He said, I know the Broncos couldn't hear anything. And the same thing happened on that on that play where Cody Barton blew up the, the running back. Right. Jordan Brooks couldn't hear the play. I guess you heard that too, right? He couldn't right. hear the play on that final drive, so he just made something up. He was like, I, I don't know what the play is. This is what we're doing. And th- thankfully, Cody Barton was just like Superman. Like, he, he played fantastic in the second half, by the way, Cody Barton did. He did. But That's... that crowd affected everything that happened at the end of the game. And and But they Russell Wilson... It still comes down to Russell Wilson being blamed a lot because he knows what the crowd's going to be like. He knows how loud it can be, and he's a veteran quarterback. If I tell you what, if it's Aaron Rodgers, he isn't being like, I guess we'll run the clock down to 20 seconds. No, 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 no. That's not happening. No. Tom Brady would never allow that to happen. No. It was just such a – they just looked like they didn't know what they were going to do. I mean, you can watch it as he's walking up. They didn't. And they're looking around, and then the clock winds down, and it's like, oh, the play clock's almost zero. I guess we better call timeout. Russell looks to his right, and he's like, wait, Tyler's not on the field? Why don't we have Tyler out? I'm just joking. It was so bizarre. And and again, I'm grateful that the Broncos were stupid and decided not to go for the first down. It was much more likely to happen. But, you know. But again... The only reason they were in that situation is because the audience you know, played lights out. Yeah, the Broncos had 140. Oh, they dominated the second. It's funny because they dominated. Yeah. The Broncos dominated time of possession yeah. uh, and yards and everything in that second half. And yet you look at it and they won the second half three to nothing. Three yeah. points were scored in the second half. And, and it wasn't Gino. Gino was doing exactly what was asked of him. He didn't turn the ball over. I mean, he got hit and he could have fumbled that one time, 
and maybe he should have stepped up. But the to me, and I know a lot of people have been, oh, you know, Gino needs to be smart enough. He was able to step up in the first half. The Broncos changed what they were doing in the second half. So they weren't really, they were getting a little bit more push. He wasn't able to step up as easily as he was in the first half when he threw that pass to Will Disley, who I think is still wide open a week later. <laughs> I believe he is, yeah. But yeah. and he couldn't, and he, and he yeah he did get hit, but I, I I don't understand. You and I are both we're both elderly. We have Keens, but I don't understand when this this concept of let's blame the quarterback who gets hit from the blind side and fumbles the ball. That's a new thing to me. It's like oh it's the quarterback's fault. He needs to be yeah, but he there's a blocker. There's he's got a left tackle for a reason. He's holding the ball. It's not like he's like I guess I'll just wait until I get hit. That's a I don't care who the quarterback is. That happens yeah. all the time. There's there's even a movie called The Blind Side. You'd think people would like realize that actually means something. You know, when Sandra Bullock plays the left tackle for Ole Miss, it's totally not realistic. But she's cute. Got hit. Uh, thank God that Charles Cross, I mean, he got blown up on the tackle, but on the sack. But he was also aware enough to keep his head yeah. in the game and 100%. recover the fumble. That's right. Because, like, most just rookies, like just like Austin Blythe on yes. the shot penny fumble. I, I was watching, you know, when we're watching the game, and it's like, why the hell is he there? <laughs> why why is the center? I mean, he wasn't that, supposed to be. Yeah, he's trailing the play. It's like, when does the center? <laughs> when is yeah. he the guy trailing the play? It's like they had two two rookie left tackles who Abe Lucas was just a beast. Yeah. He, um, and Charles Cross did okay, except for a few plays. I mean, he did well, especially for his first game. He did. But they had especially a veteran nice center, and that veteran center saved their yeah. bacon. Yeah. If that had been a rookie center, I don't think that would have happened. But Austin Blythe knew, you know what? I should probably. I know I'm supposed to do this, but I should probably follow the play. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, they played. And an extremely smart game throughout this, the Seahawks in general. And yeah, I, okay. Kobe Bryant could have made a better play. I mean, and again, he's a rookie and it's like, mm. and I hate when people go for the interception, the really difficult interception instead of just making the play. Cause if he'd made the play at the Broncos, probably never scored a touchdown. I mean, just a touchdown on a broken play. That's it. That's the only thing they ever scored on as far as touchdown, yep. which is pretty mm-hmm. incredible considering you've got a, a cast-off cornerback, basically, and a rookie. Yep. Oh, and, 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 and Tariq, well, but you had two rookies. Yes. And Sorry to interrupt you, but as opposed to Kobe Bryant, who I thought played, eh, he played okay. And, and he looks like long-term he'll be fine. But Tariq Woolen looked, he he's going to be a stud, first of yes. all. But he made that he was called for pass interference because he didn't it wasn't pass interference except for he didn't turn around. Right. He, he the coverage was there on the next play. Exactly like that. What did he do? He turned around. Yeah. And yeah, he did. He grabbed that. He shouldn't have grabbed that one guy. One guy was, should have been holding I, instead of pass interference. I, so that was a bad call. But he immediately learned from that one play. If you don't mind, I'm going to correct you. He's not going to be a stud. He is a stud. Yeah. I, I mean, and on that yeah, one hit one where he had the stinger, he blew that guy up. Yes. He played. A uh, who's his game. coach? Yeah, who's yeah. his personal coach? Richard Sherman, right? He looked a whole <laughs> lot like Sherman in a lot of ways he, in that game. He he did. He absolutely did. I mean, yeah, he made two. He got two penalties. One, it's questionable. 
But the other one, sometimes penalties are better than, like, I don't know, giving up a touchdown. Yeah. Not that pretty good. But, I mean, you know, yes, Broncos had the ball right there, ready to go. But it beat the hell out of giving up the score. And he had, I mean, you look at his, he had the best passing rating performance of any of the Seahawks. He had the two penalties, but he didn't give up anything. Mm-mm. I mean, that guy was an absolute monster. And, and I guarantee you, Kobe Bryant won't ever make that same mistake again either. I mean, you can't really tell how he's going to be from that game because he had two plays, but he, he will be more than fine. Yeah. His only problem is, is like, uh, he's got uh, Mike Jackson ahead of him. And, uh, yeah. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, they've got, you know, Pete Carroll has the team he wants to have for a reason. He's got a bunch of guys who play with a chip on their shoulder, who out there, who are out there willingly to want to prove they can play. I mean, it, you could have guys, and they, they obviously have some talent, but Mike Jackson's out there. He's just out there making plays. And he's yeah. like, he's a guy who just wants to be out there, have his chance, and prove himself. And that's what Pete Carroll wants. And that, he, Heck, yeah. as much as people hate Pete Carroll, for whatever reason, yeah, really. he's a fantastic and great coach. Because you see the players, the way they started off that game, they started off, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but they started off that game like a college team or a high school team. They were pumped. And in the second half, it affected, especially the offense, it affected the offense a little bit more because they had to regress some. The defense, they were going to make mistakes. But after the game, seeing that team in the locker room, the reason Pete Carroll is a great coach, and I would take him over almost every other coach at this point, I'd take him over Bill Belichick because his players don't give a shit about him, is that his players want to play for him. And if you're a coach at any level, I don't care if it's peewee football. If you have players who want to play for you, that that is great coaching. Period. Well, in in the greater expanse of things, you know, sports mirrors life, blah blah blah. It's like, isn't that what you want in any walk of life? Is the leader? Everyone wants to do it. They want to do it for themselves, right? They want to do their best, but they're inspired by their leader, and that's be careful. And some of his players in the past haven't liked the rah-rah stuff, but now they're kind of coming around, obviously, without naming names. And and there they are. They're talking to Nick Belore. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> so Belore's got to end up being a coach on that team when he decides to. I mean, he's just fantastic. Yeah. I. I it's just so impressive how well the team played and how fired up they were the entire time. It's like, I'm not going to sit here and say, I don't think you are either. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh my God, you know, this team's going to Super Bowl. They're going to win 12, 13 games. It's like, I'm still thinking they'll win nine. But the one seven last year with Russell Wilson back, bumping up your record by two wins, losing two absolute Hall of Famers. And, is a and fighting, fighting in literally every game. That's the thing. It's like, is their job to win? Yes. But what do they exist for? They exist to entertain. That's what it is. It's like, how can you not see this team and, you know, in the Russell Crowe voice, are you not entertained? (laughs) Holy crap. This game, uh, that game was much more fun to watch 
than I don't know all but maybe two or three of the games last year. Yeah, because they were on fire the whole time. I mean, how great was it to see Gino have the first half he did? It's like second half. Yeah, he didn't do much, but like you said, not really all yeah. on Gino either. And he didn't turn the ball over. Again, he had the fumble that Charles Cross actually caught in the air. They did turn the ball over once, and that was DK trying to do too much with the ball. But Gino played. He does. He did what they asked him to do. He And, exactly. and they would have lost that game if Drew Locke had been the quarterback. They, he did exactly what they asked him to do. And, I mean, for that matter, they might have lost that game if Russell Wilson had been the quarterback. And, again, I'm not dogging That's a good him, point. Yeah, that's a good Russell point. Russell Wilson takes risks. And sometimes they don't pay off. I mean, did Gino? Gino had a couple bad overthrows, but Russell Wilson had more. <laughs> yeah, you know? I, I'm glad you brought that up because Wilson should have been picked off twice in that game. Yeah. First, the Quandre Diggs, how he Diggs. he catches everything. I don't that ball is right. No, it's like I thought it was. I don't even know where that pass was going. This <laughs> is like, how did Diggs not catch that? Because he catches it, like you said. And Jamal had the, and we'll get to Jamal in just a second. But Jamal had the Jamal play of Jamal plays, which is like, hey, I've got this ball. Oh, wait, it hits me right in the helmet. How many balls have hit him right square in the face mask? He needs, maybe they need to check his, I mean, seriously, uh, for next season, unfortunately, maybe maybe they need to check his vision, because that's just weird, but it happens a lot. Mm -hmm. I understand broken fingers, but he never got his hands near the ball. It hits him right in the face mask. Yeah, He's clearly playing the guy and then when he sees the ball, it's coming close. That's when he looks at the ball, which is which is fine. I mean, if that works for a defensive back, but if it's Quandre yeah. Diggs, he probably intercept. Uh, most people probably intercept that ball, and he's had several like yeah. that. And let's go ahead and get in Jamal. Um, yeah. It's it's just kind of a shame because you got kind of saw glimpses of like, uh oh, this is what we're gonna That's, see. He he got exactly. a, a hit on Russell Wilson. He he we he probably would have had thirteen plays exactly that hit him in the face face mask. But he's in the right place and that's really what matters the pass was incomplete right but exactly. this guy I, jamal plays with passion he seems like a good dude too i never want him to get hurt i feel no ill will towards jamal adams i hope he would play every game and be healthy every game but at this point he's not ever going to be healthy so they kind of need to move on and and there's you know they ryan nil is going to replace him josh jones is also going to maybe be the starter there it's a combination replacement for jamal adams yeah. landon collins is out there you've got the money as you wrote i thought about that before the season even started I thought about landon collins i thought hey, he wants too much money but at this point as you wrote about it's like he's going to take less money because he's waiting I totally agree. Landon Collins is the exact – not exactly like Jamal Adams, but they can use him, and they would use him exactly the way they wanted to use Jamal Adams. Is that Landon Collins coming in behind you? Is he going to be on it? Yeah, guess basically, yes. Yeah. It is Landon Collins. Hey, Landon, sit down and tell us – hey, man, I'll take whatever you got. So but if, absolutely what they're looking for. I mean, how many times did they play three safeties? And they had to go away from that. But, you know, yeah, they, they got less aggressive on defense. And when they started giving up, that's, that's a great point. Yeah, a, a fantastic point you just made because they got less aggressive on defense because Jamal Adams was no longer in the game. So so the second half looked a lot more – it looked a lot more like 2021 than what we would want. And I think the reason is, first of all, they got away from the run a whole lot faster than they should have, in my opinion. Rashad Penny was picking up 
chunk yards at times. And he had that one call. He had two call. He actually he would have ended up with over a hundred yards because two of those got called back. Yep. Um, and one was on Abe Lucas, which was not a hold, and they called no. it a hold. Well, okay. Speaking of that, it's like, okay, was it a hold? Technically, yes. But it's the same hold that probably happens on every other play in the NFL. Oh, I no, mean, that doesn't. Like, you're oh, talking about that back. time uh, Daryl Taylor was rushing the quarterback, and the guy literally had his arm around his neck, and they didn't call a hold. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's... It's so bizarre that that, that's, that should be its own podcast. It's like, why the hell is officiating the way? <laughs> but, yeah, that was not – that shouldn't have been called. Let's put it that way. Let's put it that way. And for all the people, it was like, oh, they hate Pete Carroll. And it's like his only run philosophy is like, how many runs did they have? 13, 14? <laughs> yeah, they passed a lot more than they ran in a game yeah. where they should have run a lot more. Yeah, they should have run more. I was shocked that, that they didn't use Penny more than they did. And it, and, it, and it wasn't an injury issue because it's like no one else, no one else was running. No. That, and it, and Penny run. looked like he did at the end of last season where it's like, he okay, did. he's going to get maybe three or four yards. He's just always on the verge of breaking, breaking one and out. He, and, and he, he did, did three times. Oh. Yes. So. One, and oh, he fumbled like, on the one and one yeah. had the hold. He yeah. would have had over 100 yards, but I don't. And that was the thing that, yeah, well, 60 yards on 12 carries is what he had, right? But really, right. it was it was a lot more than that. But the the weird thing was like, why did you? I don't understand. And that goes back to Shane Waldron, not Pete Carroll. It's like, right? I I get that you're maybe Denver is scheming where they're going to stop the run because they did, but you only need Penny once or twice, and he's capable of it, as he showed at the end of last year. To, yes. He can score. He can score two touchdowns. This game is done. As he showed, as he showed in the game, except that, you know, we had the hold. You know, it's not, it's not like he yeah, that's true. in the game. So it is odd. I mean, there's a lot. To play to win the game. There's a lot to love about this game, obviously. But there's a lot, there's a lot of reason for concern. The fact that they hardly ran the ball, even though they were having a lot of success. That's a little odd. You know, Gino had a great first half, and the offense completely stagnated in the second half. Uh, Daryl you know, Taylor's not a doesn't have the ability to play the run. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's there's issues, um, for sure. You know, it's uh, well, the Jamal Adams injury is probably the most concerning because, like you said, it's it's not just the fact that they lost their starting strong safety. It's like that changes their whole defensive philosophy. Uh, I imagine they'll have an adjustment to take care of that. I think Collins would be a pretty nice adjustment. But I imagine they will come out and be aggressive again, just like they were in the first half. They'll figure out a way to do it. But there's so much more to like about it. Like you mentioned Barton and Brooks. I mean, they were just like... You know, boy, Nusu? And yes, Mr. Nusu is like, was that a good free agent pickup? Yeah, I think that was. It's like, I mean, if he just basically cruises for the rest of the season, he's almost, he pretty much has already done his job. He's already yeah. his, his check for the year. He he forced he forced the fumble. You wrote an article about it that came yeah. out this morning. Whenever you're listening to this, thank you for listening. It's whenever whenever you're listening to the show, the article came out. But my my he forced the fumble. Got he was NFC Defensive Player of the Week. 
But one of my, uh, I think the favorite play I had of his was the the quote unquote sack. It was only a sack because Russell Wilson kind of, you know, ran out of yeah. ran out of bounds. But he was forced out of bounds. But when Russell Wilson, who seemingly can't run anywhere close to the way he used to be able to run, I like when he was rolling out and Nusu has uh, so much speed that was shocking how fast he was because I hadn't really seen a ton of his tape before this year. But Russell Wilson had to be thinking, oh, I can roll out. Holy hell, what is coming right at me? Because he caught up like, bam, and forced him out. If he hadn't, actually, I think he did hit him right before the sidelines. If he had stayed in bounds, he would have gotten creamed by Nusu. And it was at first I was confused. I mean, I hate the fact that they've gone to this thing. It's like, wear whatever number you want, because you don't know who the hell is, is on the field at any given time anymore. Like, until you were like, figure out, okay, this player is this. And I'm figuring out why the hell is Nuisa wearing a 10? Like, that's oh, what uh, Benson Mayoffa wore last year. Yeah, well, I mean, it's his time in the 100. So I think that's why. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, 10, man. 10, like, seconds. 10, 10 seconds. 10 minutes? Ten, that would be my time in the, ten, I was about to say, 10 minutes would be my number in the 100, 100 foot. 100 mile. It would be uh, probably <laughs> three, four years, maybe? I don't know. But yeah. He's, Still building up. That and Pete Carroll said it a lot in the preseason, right? It's like if he said anything about this team, it's man, this team is fast. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. How often have we heard him talk about speed and how fast this team is and how much he loves it? Like, we saw that. We saw that a lot. Thursday, I mean, yeah, Monday night, Thursday night. Yeah. We saw it a lot Thursday night, too, but that's a different game that we don't care about. But, man, alive. Like, John, are you talking about this? I know you're making a joke, but are you talking about this past Thursday or the Thursday before the last one? The Bills just smote the Rams. Either one. <laughs> it's, yeah, That's it's true. like after after that opening weekend and leading into Monday night's game, was like, this is really bizarre. The Seahawks, who were in the basement of the division last year, and everyone has been picked to be the bottom, and they, that still could happen, obviously. But it's like sole possession of first place. Did anybody see that stuff? <laughs> Probably not, especially mm-hmm. when the Niners got uh, – it wasn't as bad as what the Bills did to the Rams. That, or the Cardinals to the Chiefs. Two yeah, NFC teams, teams got their asses handed to them oh, week one. God. Yeah, I mean the Cardinals The Cardinals made the score somewhat respectable because the Chiefs were playing like – Just like the Cardinals – yeah, the Cardinals did. Both yeah, of those I mean, were – 50, yeah. 50 to 7 could have been the score in both of those games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, Andy Reid just isn't a cruel person, so he, he allowed them to score and make themselves feel better so they wouldn't be crying. Uh, Did you sure see Andy Reid after the game and he was being asked about, like, oh, what do you think about Patrick Mahomes' week one performance? I'm like, have you not seen Patrick Mahomes' week one performances throughout his entire career? <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I, it's also odd that the Cardinals decided to like blitz him a lot because like that doesn't work. <laughs> That's right. 
pretty much everyone in the league knows, don't blitz this guy because he sees it coming and, oh, look, there's an open receiver mm-hmm. all over the field. <laughs> it's like, and he'll hit him. But yeah, as far as the Niners go, uh, our upcoming game, I, I am as befuddled as you are. It's like why they are favored by, I don't know, like six decades or a thousand. They're, they're favored by a touchdown and a field goal. Yeah, that's that's kind of insane, considering the performance of the two teams in their opening week. Because and, and Niners apologist is like, well, it was pouring rain. It's like pretty sure Chicago didn't have a nice dry field. Uh, you know, the Bears played in the same conditions. Yeah. I, and they don't exactly have a world beater at quarterback either. So nope. let's not let's not whine about it. it's like, oh, it was bad conditions. It's like your team got thrilled. It yeah. And the four and the forty nine. It's supposed to rain. It's not supposed to rain. They had five inches of rain in Chicago, like you said. Yeah. It, it, and that's the the old age axiom, right? It's like, well, both teams are playing in the same conditions. There's no yeah. ex- excuses for either team. Excuses. Who cares what happens? It's like yeah. both teams are playing. It's a blizzard. Okay. Well, both teams are in it. Yeah. It's like it's a hurricane. Both teams Unless are in you're it. in the Patriots' uh, home and and they clear off the for the field goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, there's nothing either team and neither team did fantastic things uh, offensively uh, yeah. because I don't know if either team, even if in clear conditions, is, is able to do things fantastically, especially George Kittle. No George Kittle for the 49ers. He, right. he was limited in practice uh, Friday or whatever, but he may not play from from what I've read. He may not play in week two anyway, which means it's Debo Samuel because Elijah Mitchell's out for a while. So it's Debo Samuel and Trey Lance against the Seahawks defense, which could be good enough to win. Because I don't think either team is going to score very much. I, I, the 49ers defense is fantastic. The Seahawks offense is is they they are intentionally limiting themselves to not turn the ball over. Which right? I mean, it's fine. I mean, as long as the defense improves. Puna, you mentioned a couple of, a couple of things that were negative. Puna Ford was terrible week one, and he's never terrible. Daryl Taylor can't can't play the run; he got ran over. Um, D, DK Metcalf was a possession receiver, right? He he could have 150 <laughs> catches for 600 yards this year. The way they used him, hopefully it won't. Um, they didn't run the ball enough, but defensively, Puna Ford will probably play better. Because he's always played better. He just played bad right. in week one. And maybe he's adjusting more to that 3-4 than a 4-3. And Daryl Taylor has to play the run a little bit better. Um, if I'm in San Francisco, I'm thinking, every play is going over our offensive line's right side, and we're going right towards Daryl Taylor, and we'll pick up eight yards every time. Um, but I, the defense can play play better. They gave up, again, in the second half, they looked a lot more like 2021. I think maybe it was... The offense was kind of holding on. The defense was kind of holding on. The defense had lost Jamal Adams, and they were thinking, okay, we just need to get through this. And they did enough. It, it was funny because when I'm watching, because of the Seahawks, just like Cam Newton when he was with the Patriots, uh, and they stuffed him, LJ Collier, who I think still plays. Um, but it's it's the Seahawks have made a history of goal line stands. Heck, yeah. Pete Carroll has made a history of goal line stands going back to his USC days and it got down to the goal line. And I thought there's less space for Russell Wilson. I have a feeling the Seahawks might come out of this. Okay. I I never felt like, Oh, they're going to score. I never felt that way. I was like, the closer it gets to the goal line, the more 
the more uh, hope I have for this defense. There's less yeah. space for them to cover. And they well, that was the case with them even last year. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It goes all the way back to 20, 2010. Hey, Carroll well, yeah. knows how to coach. Whatever it is, his teams play great against in the goal line. And they have, as you pointed out, they had so much speed. One player who didn't play, who played a bunch and didn't do anything, Boye Mafe, I think. I think he was just nervous. I think he'll be fantastic going forward. But they have so much speed. When you get to the goal line, I know it's power on power, but when you have guys who can run goal line to goal line like they did, I mean, Nusu created that fumble because of his speed. He did. But they had enough power to push that line. I mean, they got no push on that play. You well, see that it was play, Al like, Woods. They took everybody off yeah. the field, and Al Woods literally just by himself, one on 11. I think Al Woods basically ate that offensive. Yeah, he, he really did. And he's not – I mean, and they have talked about it, but and I should have talked about it, And, and our, but it was like as much as Nosu made the play, as like Al Woods created it because they got oh, – 100%. They got, they got pushed back. Yeah, he blew that guy up. He did. I mean, it was like, Absolutely boom. Did. If you could pancake a guy as a defensive lineman, he did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He he was uh that was awesome. So uh will we see more of the same? I think we will see more of the same. I think it's gonna be like you said, I agree, it could be a should be a low scoring game. Which means of course it'll be like a fifty seven to fifty three shootout. That's yeah, how yeah exactly. it, right? When that's I turned right. on and talked about the Thursday night game, and I, I went to the movies. That's when I saw Barbarian and came back because, you know, I don't really care about the Chargers and Chiefs. And it's like, it's 17-7. It's like, what what alternate universe is this? <laughs> and then, of course, then the Chiefs remembered, oh, yeah, we're the Chiefs. And they just ran off a bunch of points and won. But yeah. you never, you absolutely, you never know, you never know. I do think it's going to be relatively low scoring. I think it's going to be close, but I do think the Seahawks pull this out just as based on week one, they're a better team based on seeing what they looked like going into the season. I thought they were a better team. Yeah. San Francisco has an excellent defense for sure. No, no doubt about it, but their offense has always been questionable. It's even more so with Kittle at almost certainly out and if he plays, He's certainly not going to be 100%. They have question mark at quarterback, but I'm sure Lance will be better than he was before. Lance might be great one day, but he's still finding his way. And for a quarterback of his skill set, it's going to take him some time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Just like it took just uh, Allen, I almost called Justin Allen, Allen for uh, the Bills. It took him some time. He's fantastic now, but it took him some time. And they're the same kind of quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, and the fact that some people are calling for them to bring in Garoppolo already is like, you might want Which to Which is why they shouldn't have brought Garoppolo game. back. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, they did it to themselves. They, they pulled a Browns move. It's like, let's make sure everybody on the planet knows we're moving on from this quarterback before we do anything to move him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was smart. It's like, wonder what your trade value is going to be. It's like, oh, nothing, because everybody knows you don't want him. Yep. <laughs> Unbelievable. Dallas might. Uh, and the fact so, that he's not in Dallas already tells you that San Francisco wants too much for him. Uh, yeah. Or, there's several places that he could be starting. It's like he's been terrible against the Seahawks. Other than that, he's a pretty good quarterback. He's mm-hmm. not worth the money he gets paid, but he ain't the only one. Hello, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff. You know, there's a lot of quarterbacks out there making ridiculous amounts of money. And it's not that 
oh, they're making too much money because they just play a game. They're making too much money compared to other football players who have more talent. That's the issue. And he never should have gotten that contract. Uh, he's the, the Scott Mitchell of the 2020s. I mean, the <laughs> guy had a few. Which good is, and, he, and he's a better quarterback than Mitchell, which is. Yeah, he is. But he, he earned that money by having some good games as a backup. That's it. He's not worth that money. Is he worth starting? Yes, he is. Uh, and but he's worth the money he's getting now. That's what he should have been making. Six million dollar quarterback? Yeah, he's the six million dollar man. He's not the twenty seven million dollar man. So right. would they be better off with him in this game? Well, probably not because he sucks against the Seahawks. But in general, yeah, they might be better off. But long term, they got to stick with Lance until they know for a fact Lance can't do it. Right. Because they know what Garoppolo can't do. That's why they moved on from him. So people calling for them to like get rid of Lance already is like, you want this team to be successful? Day and age. Day and age. Crazy. Yeah. How many people would have gotten rid of Terry Bradshaw? You know, when when if this if he had been playing a young quarterback for the Steelers, at, in this day and age, oh Bradshaw, I need to get rid of that guy. I mean, but the game has changed. Like he said, right? Roger Staubach said, yeah. "Like that's that's yeah. we don't see that anymore." It's like no. not only as a rookie, or maybe a rookie who comes in midway through the season. Not only do we need you to be uh, able to show us that in the future you could be good, we need you to be immediately good. That's unfair. Right. It is. It is. I mean, look how great Mahomes is. Was like he said, yeah. right. <laughs> you know, Aaron Rodgers sat so, just a few years ago. Aaron Rodgers sat for, for a long time. Uh, Steve Young, Steve Young sat for like almost a career's worth of time. Yeah, and he needed to. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I know he was on a bad team, but yeah. he also needed to sit. Yeah, and he he would probably okay. he may have, and I've just missed it, but he 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 would probably tell you himself, I needed to sit and learn. Yeah. By the way, yeah, it's no. like the 49ers quarterbacks in the early, it's like Nirvana, right? It's like, okay, we've got this guy, Kirk oh, Cobain. Yeah. Oh, by, by the way, our second guy is Dave Grohl, who's like an icon <laughs> of himself. He's their backup. Yes. Right. Pretty much. Yeah, that was a ridiculous run. Uh, great quarterbacks who started, uh, Peyton Manning, Troy Aikman. Uh, how good were their teams in their rookie seasons, depending on rookie quarterbacks? They were god-awful. Mm-hmm. God awful because they should have been sitting too. It didn't hurt their careers, obviously, long term. But as yeah, as even as though Aikman, I think as as we've talked about on yeah. for the thousand years. No, no offense to Troy, but he was a product of the greatness of his team overall. Oh, Peyton, Peyton was better than the sum of his parts on his team. Oh, for sure, Peyton. Well, look what happened with the Broncos the last time they had a good quarterback, Peyton Manning. Oh, let's go to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Peyton Manning elevated his team. Aikman was a product. The team elevated him. No doubt about that. But, you know, you got to go be willing to go through growing pains. You know, Trey Lance is going to put up some losses. But long term, they know what they have with Jimmy Garoppolo. They know yeah. that. They don't know what they have with Trey Lance. And it's like, I'm, if I was a Niners fan, God forbid, but if I was, it's like I'm behind trying Lance, man, because I know what this guy can't do. Yeah. I've seen that. I've seen that. It's like Especially it's late cold. in the season and in, in the playoffs. Yeah. 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 So hopefully. You know, he you know a guy. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
I was just saying, hopefully he doesn't have his awakening this week and plays lights out. Hopefully he's yeah, still struggling this week. Yeah, hopefully uh, it'll be interesting. It's That's the thing with the Seahawks team in 2022. Each week, probably until at least week 10 or 11, it's like, will happen this week and then we'll have a pretty good idea of like oh, okay we can yeah. expect this maybe we don't expect the super bowl but we expect this player this rookie player and ken walker for instance is going to be playing uh, right. against san francisco in this first game and um, i mean they're actually healthier this week than they were last week except for jamal adams yeah if they don't run the ball 20 25 times i have no idea what the hell they're doing because yeah, like, they, like they should have run rashad penny 20 times because he was getting the job yeah. done like and now you got walker so come on man yeah because the thing is uh, maybe they're scheming against them which is fine uh, just to use clock which is part of the issue yeah. in the second half they didn't use any clock okay so right. okay they're keying on him penny gets a yard or two on most of his runs there's always going to be those two runs which he has yeah. shown where he's going to yeah. bust it open and that's all you need. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, another guy who had to had to uh, kind of find his way, and then he became great was Roger Federer, and he he basically announced his retirement. He'll be in the the Labor Cup. That's going to be the final tennis he plays. He's been injured mm, all year long, I think. Um, but. Federer was one of the he, to me, and we're both tennis fans, and we're going to end the show with this. Go Hawks. Um, is that Federer was he there was a period of time in the 90s where it was like, okay, Pete Sampras is great on certain courts. Um, And then other players were like that, too. You know, they were great on certain courts. And Federer kind of changed it where he's like, you can be great on any court. And then it it entered and he dominated, right, in 2000 or 2000s, dominated tennis before Rafa and before Djokovic. And before Andrew Roddick, like he was the dominant force and he won a bunch of grand slams. And then Nafa came, Rafa came along and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm more of a clay court. And he's kind of developed a little bit more into like I can win on any on any court. Djokovic, I believe, is a greater player overall because he can win on any court. But if there was no Federer, I don't know where tennis would be right now, to be honest. And yeah, and. We we talked about this with somebody else. Um, it was uh, actually it was uh, Shaquem Griffin, but Federer retiring from tennis that makes humanity better because this guy is a saint, right? Yeah. So whatever he yeah. does the rest of his life is going to be good for humanity. Fantastic tennis player, one of the all-time greats, if not the best all-time, which is debatable in this day and age. But yeah. I mean, your your thoughts on on Roger Federer? I mean, just to me, again, it goes back to the fact that he, if he lives to ninety and he's forty one, the next fifty years of his life, he's going to make the rest of us better, not just tennis. Yeah, I agree completely. I mean, yeah, that's it's a loss for tennis, but it's a big gain for everything outside the world of tennis. He's like, yeah, I mean, this guy has one of the reasons that he has so many fans is. Has nothing to do with just handles himself. It's funny. It's funny you're breaking up a little bit. I think uh, Rafael Nadal's Pete team is Rafa. is Rafa. listening to our podcast. Rafael's team jumped in. I was saying that one of the, the one of the biggest reasons is that he has so many fans 
has nothing to do with his play on the court. It's how he carried himself off the court and what he did off the court. Uh, you know, just as, as one writer said, it's like he, his game was graceful, but, but he is a man of grace. Yes. Uh, an amazingly good person. Kind of an important thing these days. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it is. It is definitely a, a loss to tennis. But I mean, this we're we are still going to hear about things that Fed is going to be doing, has been doing. Um, I mean, I hate to see him go. But, I mean, just like you hate to see any great athlete retire, but the time time comes when they have to do that. But he is ready to move on to do bigger and better things. Yep. Which will not be tennis related, probably. Probably be opening academy, like schools, yeah. and, and he's already done. He's just, he's a, that. I think and Djokovic isn't a bad guy. He has no. some views that I disagree with when it comes to being vaccinated, but he's not a bad guy, and he's very pro Serbian, which I mean, in a positive light, because he's going to do everything he can to help his country. But. Which is uh, great. Yeah, Nadal and Federer, basically, if they're, if they may both be Catholics, they probably could be sainted one day. They just, yeah. outside of tennis, because there is life outside of sports, even if you're a Seahawks fan. Geno Smith has other stuff. And one thing we haven't talked about with Geno is, like, how great was his comment after the game, right? Yeah. Oh, you've been written off. Yeah, I've been written off. I, I didn't write back, though. Right. That's amazing. Which is, the, the fact that NFL's official Twitter Post posted posted that was like pretty pretty sweet and, well, and, and I'll say sorry to jump jump yeah. in but I think one thing for me personally that made the comment so great is that for the last ten years we have no offense to Russell Wilson but we've been yeah. built into these this is how I'm going to answer I know what I'm going to say and then you've yeah. got Gino who's like I'm just kind of you yeah. know saying it's it as I say it. Yeah, it felt genuine. It felt a lot more genuine not, yeah, than what we've had. Absolutely genuine. It was, it was not the PR. I mean, it's a great PR move, but it, it wasn't calculated in the least. It's just his gut feeling. And, and the fact that it's so positive, you know, because he's smiling, almost laughing as he says it. You know, it wasn't like, I proved all the haters. You know, it wasn't nothing right. like that. And a lot of people would have done that. Jinx. A lot of people would have <laughs> done that. Exactly right. And it was just like... I'm here to prove myself. And that's what he said all along. So, uh, I mean, how, how sweet would this be if he continues to play really, really well? Now you're breaking up a little again. Yeah. Uh, I think it's again. Russell Wilson's team. That's, that's Russell Wilson's team. They're listening in. Yeah, I don't or know Drew Locke's team. Maybe it's Drew Locke's team. Drew Locke. I don't know how he's going to play for the rest of the season. Hopefully he'll play close to what he played in, in, in Monday night's game. Um, but you know, the thing is, there's no reason that he won't. Cause he exactly played pretty well last year. And now he knows he's the guy. He knows no one is looking over his shoulder. I mean, Drew Locke kind of is, but it's like, but he's okay with that as he proved in the preseason. Cause they were working together all the damn time. This guy is yeah. a team consummate team player. And again, not to knock Russell Wilson, but, a lot of his former teammates, a lot of great Seahawks players, Doug Baldwin, for instance, has said he was never exactly the team first kind of guy. Yep. 
That's not yeah. Geno Smith. Damn. And that's that's why this team might be more successful. Another reason this team might be more yeah. successful this year is because, again, like you said, no offense to Russell Wilson, but this is a locker room who is young and they know the players. And it yeah. might just be like, you know what? We're willing to play. No offense to Russell Wilson, who's a fantastic quarterback, but on yeah. the field, personally speaking, we're willing to play a lot harder for Geno than we are for Russ. And one thing I was thinking when I'm watching the game, and because they were talking about it, on the because I switched between the two casts, the Manning cast and then the boring one, but they actually gave play-by-play, so I watched that sometimes. I was like, and switch it, between the two games. Car- Carlos Alcaraz, the youngest ATB uh, number one <laughs> ever, number n- he's age 19. That happened on Sunday, sir. Did you record it? I think he's 19 months old. 19 but, months. You know, Such a beast. That, that Russell Wilson's probably. He's the Tariq Woolen of tennis. He is the Tariq Woolen of tennis. There's the Russell Wilson is probably looking at the Hawks offensive line thinking is like, yeah, that's what I wanted. It's like, dude, you asked for so much money. They couldn't do it. Right. The only reason they got it is because they got draft picks for you. Yep. And, like, and I'm all for people making money. But Tom Brady, who I still think got money under the table from the Patriots, famously did not get the biggest contract ever because he wanted a team around him. You can't say I want a better team around me and then ask for the most money. Right. Yep. So. And they did. They did try to find offensive tackle. I mean, the offensive line they talent. They didn't not use draft capital. They just didn't choose very well. Right. And exactly. maybe maybe Cross and Lucas. Well, not Lucas is going to be a beast for ten years. Period. Maybe Cross doesn't turn out to be the player they hope. He looks like he's I going to be, but maybe he doesn't. I think he will. I mean, how many plays did they run? 60-odd plays, and he's like, he made three mistakes. Abe Lucas is going to be a Hall of Famer, period. I'm saying it right now. I don't have any dispute on that. It was like, that guy is an animal. (laughs) And he wants to be, and that's the thing, right? He's like, I want to F your world up. And he he can do it. He's got the size and the skill to do it. That first run play was just like, I'm pancaking this guy. Boom. And yeah, I mean, he he picked up a penalty, which... And he's not great. He's going to make mistakes. Charles Cross may make more mistakes because he's the left tackle and they've got edge rushers trying to scheme against uh, going around him because it's the quarterback's blind side. But Damian Lewis comes back this week. The offensive line could be even better than it was against the Broncos. They need it to be because I think the 49ers defense, especially defensive line, is better than the Broncos. But we'll see. They can get to 17 points again. I think they can win. I totally agree. Totally agree. This this team is touched on it before, but to me, this team is really, really exciting. And it's because you don't know what you said. We we don't know what team. Now you're breaking up again. I don't don't know if it's True Lock or Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's team is on me again. Rafa Nadal. Or maybe it maybe players. it's so uh, maybe it's Rude's team. You know, he, it's going to be a a thing. Could be a thing, but yeah, it's a super exciting team. Uh, because we don't know, we have no idea what we're going to get from Ken Walker. Well, we have a really good idea, but we haven't seen it in the NFL yet, right? Right. And Rashad Penny looks like he's right where he left off from last year, and that's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Gino Smith. 
full control of the offense, just like just like Pete Carroll has been saying all preseason. <laughs> like, oh, Maybe we should start team. believing Pete when he says stuff. Maybe we should yeah. start believing him. Yeah. Pete said, it's like, man, this team has so much speed. This has more speed than I've ever had on a team. It's like, maybe we should listen to Pete. <laughs> it's like, because everything he said is like, oh, yeah, look at that. Pete's right. Oh, wow, Pete's right. God, look how fast this guy is. Pete's right. Yep. Oh, Genome played flawlessly. Pete's right. I mean, I can't wait till they, they actually, the Seahawks change coaches and two years into that new coaches regime. We're thinking, I wish we had Pete Carroll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The only thing that Pete wasn't right about is the fact that he's a run first coach. And that's because Pete doesn't say that. <laughs> people say that about Pete. He's like, just listen to the man. Yep. And he'll tell you basically what he's going to do, basically what the team is. And I mean, I was thinking as they were lining up to convert the first down and they decided to kick instead. But I was sure Wilson was going to, I didn't know the staff, but Russell Wilson, I knew he was going to. Now you've, been, now you've been totally cut off by Rafa Pete, Nadal's team. I think they're just catching up. Pete shut me down on that one. But I was convinced that the Seahawks were going to lose. Russell was going to pick up the first down. They're going to kick yeah. the field goal. The game's going to be over. But I was still it's like, man, they played really, really well. I was still really happy with the work they had done. The fact that they won is almost just kind of like a bonus. Yep. And like, it's, it's like a beautiful chocolate donut, and then it had frosting on top of it. Exactly, and it felt and when when that happened, it felt like every other Seahawks win since 2010, and that's what you can expect probably for a lot more in 2022. <laughs> yes. And that's our game. That's our game. What? I can't edit it out. This is live podcast. I'm far too lazy to actually do any editing. Anyway, thanks for listening. Go Hawks. Why are you the worst? Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.